Thursday, so you know what that means. It's time for another Two Planners in a Podcast. I'm Sean Gray. And I'm Jen Hardiman. Jen, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Getting getting excited for fall weddings coming up. Getting excited to, you know, get back in the groove of doing our thing, going on a site visit later today. How about you? Fun. I am in audiovisual hell with uh getting getting quotes back from some uh wedding ah. projects and some other events so my brain is a little fried through all the technical cabling and trust oh, yeah. and all that non-sexy stuff you have to look at in proposals yeah sometimes it's not all pretty transportation is another fun one how many True. people can fit out on a bus and all of that that was my day yesterday so i got it <laughs> oh the plight of a wedding planner oh yes what are we you talking about today, Sean? We're talking about social media, Jennifer. You know, that's a oh. favorite topic of mine. Ooh, this could be good. I think it will be. Mm -hmm. So let's start with some basics. Uh, yep. Where would you say your company, Fabulux Events, is most present on, through social media? Definitely Instagram for us, but that's been an evolving process. Um, and it really started evolving when I handed off control of Ooh. our social media, which is a whole different, is part of the conversation too, I guess. So definitely Instagram for us. We dab we're dabbling in TikTok and trying to learn it. Um, we're still, of course, on Facebook, but, and our website, but Instagram for us is sort of where we spend, where you find us the most right now. And I think a lot of wedding professionals in any market mm -hmm. will say they're, they're most, they're most active on Instagram. What's the most recent of our work? So if someone is looking, you know, to see what we've done recently that may not have made it to our website yet or whatever, you know, you can always see current images and reviews on Instagram for us. Yeah, that's a good point. I feel like regardless if you have to wait for a couple of weeks before your professional media comes back mm -hmm. from weddings, I feel like social media allows prospects and clients to see us in the moment at those weddings yep. and events. Yeah. And we, we do a lot of, um, BT, uh, BTS behind the scenes of our weddings through stories on the day of an event. So you're seeing sort of that process unfolding as the day unfolds for us. And then, um, we always put out a highlight reel, like the Monday after an event. So it's pretty, pretty real time. And then, of course, when we get the real photos, or not the real photos, but the professional photos and videos back, there's always posts with that stuff and with the links to the right vendors and all that. But we want to be as quick as possible sharing the amazing uh, weekend with our followers. I love that. I, 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 it, it's refreshing to hear you say that you put stock in wanting to be quick and showing your community mm -hmm. those points because... For so many wedding professionals, particularly planners that I come into contact with, they, they're, I don't know if it's self-conscious or just they're super hesitant to show that real side of them and their business on social media. So I was, believe me, I was until I had someone who was um, very familiar with the social media world and in sort of that target age group come to me and say, Jen, let's try it. And um, I think you'll be surprised. And so I was super, super self-conscious, even when um, 
you know, she'd follow me around on the wedding day. And, and recently we had, we had a professional photographer come in and do BT, behind the scenes photos of us while we were working. And I was like, oh my God, if this is what a celebrity feels like, I feel sorry for them. But I understand the value in it and I'm better at it. I'm much better with it now than I was even a year ago. That's, that's similar to how I view my home base in social media, which is TikTok, yep. is that I just have a belief that today's clients want to see the real stuff more mm -hmm. than the super curated or polished mm -hmm. stuff. I think our couples are smart enough to know mm -hmm. that's actually curated. Like you, you mm -hmm. made that post look super polished and pretty. We want like, what are you doing on Tuesday kind of stuff? Right. And also so many people don't understand, at least as a planner, what our full job is. So if you're giving them a glimpse into what your daily life is or what happens when you go on a site visit or when you're meeting with an AV company or you're doing a floral sample or a tasting, then they can sort of see, they understand the value more um, of what it is that we do because not everybody understands it or understands the need. But when they, sh when you show what you're doing, then they're like, Oh, I get it now. And I think that's so important. And I don't understand why more people don't take advantage of it. Planners are so hard to, explain in tangible form what right. what our service is outside of you know we're we all know that we clack heels for hours on hours on hours on wedding day but outside right. of just that one day what goes into putting that wedding together so in a way we approach it with instagram is yes our feed is the pretty photos and then of course we'll talk about what i do on fridays but our stories are pretty much something almost pretty much every day, especially if I'm out at meetings and everything, I'm documenting that all through Insta stories. So you can see the food we had at the tasting. So you can see the view of the, of the ceremony site. Um, when I took hard hat tour of a recent venue, all of those things are, you know, in our stories. So there's content pretty much daily. Um, it may not just be a pretty post. It could be me doing my thing in stories or whatever. Oh, we had a sample meeting or, oh, we're doing design. What do you think about these linens? That's all, that's all going to pop up in our stories. Um, so you can see what we're doing. Do you find that as you're more active on social media, you put more importance on working with vendors who are also present on social media or not so much? Um, I mean, yes and no. I know that we're going to tag everybody we work with, right? Because we're just always really feel strongly about that. I know that some companies and a few vendors I work with are a little bit slower to the game and, um, you know, while they post and do things, maybe it's not the way I would do it, but everybody has their own style and their own vibe and, and whatever. But I feel like when, especially when I'm referring someone, I'm going to be like, Hey, take a look at these top three people on Instagram, look at their portfolios there, and then tell me, you know, which ones you want to set up a meeting with. So it's always a first look for me when I'm, and I send the website, but I always send their Instagram 
and say, hey, this you'll you'll find our more recent work on Instagram. So take a look, see if there's anything you like. And then, you know, we might decide to move more of a, a real conversation with that vendor. So if your Instagram or whatever your platform is, isn't really up to date, it's not going to help me sell you. Right. Like that's kind of where I was going with it. Is it yeah. as, as much as I try to be active all the time on social media, when I go sell another vendor to my client, it's a little bit of a disconnect if they're not right. regularly active on some platform. Right. And it doesn't have to, that doesn't mean you're posting five times a day, every day. We have a posting schedule um, and all of that. But if you don't have, if I look at your most recent post and it was from six months ago, how am I supposed to, you know, show my potential couple or my couple what you could potentially do for them? They want to see current. And I think couples um, lose confidence in a vendor Mm -hmm. if they're not showing recent stuff. As you mentioned, they haven't posted in six months because it just comes Mm -hmm. back to, okay, well, then what are you doing? And I know some of my colleagues are like, well, that's because I'm working all the time and I'm busy and blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, none of us can see that because you don't show us. So what's the point. I mean, we're all busy. We all have things to do as business owners. It's what you make your priorities for. And then like I did, if you have to help outsource some of that or relinquish a little bit of control in order to do some of the other client forward facing things that I do, then find a person you trust and give them part of it. I mean, with, with Kenya, my social media manager, it was a process. I didn't just hand it over to her one day and say, Hey, go crazy. Like she worked weddings. She understands weddings. She um, has t- learned from people like you and our friend Bobby has taught her even how, taught her how to even shoot things on her iPhone so they look better. Our friend Meredith, you know, things like that. So it is a process, but I can tell you by giving that up to her, it is freed up, you know, eight to 10 hours a week of me not having to worry about it. So when I'm out and about, I record and do things and then I send it to her and I'm like, make it happen. If you're um, listening and you don't understand this reference, you're probably too young. But when you say that, Jen, I think of like, well, set it and forget it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. But it's true. I'm like, yeah, it's like your showtime. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> your showtime rotisserie of it. But um, no, and that's what I do. And, and so social media, I, I, at this point in my life, I don't really want to learn all the algorithms and what day of the day or the week to post or what time of the day or whatever. That takes a lot. But if you have someone you can trust who can help take some of that burden off of you and can speak for your brand and you trust the way they write. And that was, like I said, that was a process with Kenya. I'd, be, I'd approve captions before she put them out. I do all that stuff. Now she understands it and she can write in our voice and understands the brand and all of those things. But, you know, you have to be active. You have to have recent work out there. That's a good point too, is as you gave that to Kenya, which I, I like to call myself Kenya's second biggest fan because I, I yeah. love me so much. <laughs> um, you probably had to handhold a little bit through what your mm-hmm. brand message was, how to speak mm-hmm. like Fabulux, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then little mm-hmm. by little, you could take more and more steps back and let her yeah. kind of just own that part of your It market. wasn't an... Yeah, it was not a, hey, Kenya, you're in charge now thing. It was a, okay, let's see the first reel you make after a wedding. Oh, let me approve it before we post it. Okay. Oh, here's the cat. And then she would send me captions 
well, this is the wedding I want to post this week. What photos can I use? It was a process. And then she came up with the schedule and all of those things. Now, if you'll let us all peek behind the curtain a little bit, mm -hmm. I'm curious, sure. was there or is there ever a discussion where Kenya will want to pitch a video idea to you and mm -hmm. maybe it's, and I'm not, you know, trying to be rude to anybody who's listening, but mm -hmm. maybe it's the way she sees something that you're doing as a Gen Zer, and because we're not a Gen Zer, we don't really right. see it the same way. Like, do y'all have conversations around points like that? We do. We have to because honestly, Gen Z, so we're we're millennial weddings and younger millennials and all of that. That's that that's going to be phasing out, and Gen Z is going to be the next the next group of people. So you. A, you, we have to meet them where they are. And if you don't, you're not gonna grab them. And B, you you have two to four seconds to make an impression for someone to be interested in what is your content. So she sometimes helps me be like, Jen, don't, you sound old. Or, and in her very lovely way, <laughs> Jen, that's, that's, you know, she'll be like, Jen, that's not how we do things anymore. Oh, okay, Kenya, you know, Goodness. or, but we have that kind of relationship and it's fine. Or she'll be like, you know, just don't be so conscious of the camera or just do this or do that. Just, you know, yes, we do have those conversations. Um, oh, and she makes me do funny things on TikTok. Like one of the silliest, stupidest things that we've done on TikTok has over 3000 views. Like, you know, you just. It makes you relate to the audience. Right. And you just sometimes have to be like, you know what? It is what it is. We didn't grow up as a social, I didn't grow up as having a phone in my hand all the time. She did. That's a good point. We talked last week about um, realizing that the days of putting all of your eggs into the big box mm -hmm. wedding resources is over mm -hmm. in terms of marketing mm -hmm. strategies. And so I think that's why I'm all in on short form video in mm -hmm. social media is because we do not need a middleman anymore. Like we, no. we are our own media conglomerates. You have to be. And I think that's, I think that's freeing and empowering. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. just wish more wedding pros would get on that bandwagon too. I think it's very empowering. You take control of how your message is sent or what that message is for, um, for your couples. Um, you are the one controlling what goes out. You are the one controlling the dollars. Um, you yeah. know, maybe you want to spend more during engagement season and less during other times, or maybe you want to spend more when it's not engagement season. So people, you stay on people's minds, but you are in control and you can track your own metrics. You can track your own ROI or however you want to look at these things and not be beholden to a big box corporation. Um, it took me a long time to really understand the value in that, but I get it. What was, was it just because it was a new way of thinking that for someone who didn't grow up? Yeah. For someone who didn't grow up that way. And my kids have grown up with a phone in their hands since whenever for someone who's not of that sort of generation, putting all of your eggs into social media or really Instagram didn't even exist when I started Fabulux events. So, you know, when you're looking at it from that regard, you have to, maybe it was a little bit slower for me to come to the realization of how important those things were. But once we did, we were all in. 
I see it even with blogs. It, when I first started, it was all about the blogs, writing all the blog words, all the blogs. help you yeah. SEO mm -hmm. and get your website mm -hmm. ranked. And while that is mm -hmm. still important and it is yep. much in the same way that we talk about Instagram, you need current mm -hmm. posts. I, I do think when couples are doing their research and digging in to find out if they're going to inquire, a lot of them mm -hmm. will go see what your recent blog was on your website mm -hmm. just so they can see that your open sign is still up in your business. Right. And I think your social media is the gateway to your website. If your social media is intriguing, then they will go to your website, learn more about the services you offer, how you work how long, what your experience is and all of those things. But if your social media isn't great, I don't think there's as much that's going to drive you people organically to your website. I think it's a Google search isn't cutting it anymore. No. And I think it's rude. And you and I talk about this all the time. I yell at you for at least once a week because I get so frustrated with what I yep. see, but. I and I listen <laughs> and I calm you down. Yes. I think it's rude to introduce yourself to a person on whatever app they're currently on and just mm -hmm. assume that they're going to go onto your website and read every word of copy on every page of your website. Like that's, mm -hmm. it's rude to, to assume that a person will give you that much time from the jump. Yes. And as our company has grown, our verbiage has shrunk on our website. Mm-hmm. You know, used to be about all of these keywords and where you would put them and all that. And now that was all still important. I'm not negating that, but it has to be a quick grab even on your website. And even if your if your first page isn't interesting, you've lost them. Like, and they don't want to read a novel. They don't want to read War and Peace on your website. They want to read, you know, quick a quick bite here, a quick bite there, and then and then they'll spend the time digging around in your about me or your services page or your FAQs or whatever it may be. But again you have to grab them from the beginning. And it's got to be, and, and for a lot of people, you grab them in the beginning, as you said, through your social media posts. Yeah. Which yeah. is exactly why, and for wedding planners, especially ones in your um, market bracket, I imagine that there is some thought and attention to grabbing parents, which is probably why you're mm -hmm. active on Facebook. Yeah. But even... Facebook's popularity in a um, marketing mix for a lot of wedding pros, that piece of pie has gotten smaller and smaller because yep. Gen Z couples don't spend time outside of loving Grandma Jane's recent photo. Mm -hmm. Right. They're on TikTok. Or they get tagged in Grandma Jane's photo and they're yeah. like, oh, I guess I better see what that is, yep. right? Yep. <laughs> That's so true. Right. And they, they go on, they interact with the post, and then they're right back to scrolling either on IG or TikTok. Yep, 100%. Like, um, my kids personally, like, the only time they will ever go on Facebook is, and my kids are in their 20s, is if I tag them and say, oh, so proud of Alex for his graduation or family night. He goes, he likes it, he goes back, and then the next thing I know, he's scrolling, you know, crazy videos on TikTok yep. or watching videos on YouTube about soccer or, or whatever it may be, whatever that thing is. So you have to understand that social media is how these, how this generation has been raised. They don't know anything different. And so that's, so social media, Instagram and TikTok are their Google. That is true, which is why 
I'm mm-hmm. like, why are we, why are y'all spending so much time, energy and resources into purchasing SEO and making sure your mm-hmm. AdWords are where it needs to be? Because I can't remember the last time I genuinely searched for something I didn't already know on Google. You know what I mean? Like I'm not putting Mm -hmm. questions in a Google search bar or, you know, (laughs) what I'm trying to think like, what are five great restaurants in the Heights? Like I don't use Google that way anymore. I want to go see what Houston content creators are eating. And so I go on TikTok or Instagram and search what those Heights restaurants are. And I'll, I'll use Google to be like, how late is, t- is Home Depot open tonight? And I'll get their hours and then I'm back out of it, right? Yeah, yeah. You know? Or what time it's, is sunset? At, you know, yeah, October what time 15. is sunset for this wedding? Right. It's things like that. It's not necessarily, you know, ooh, let me find new restaurants in the area. There's other apps for that. Um, yeah, I'm the same way. But you use, so I'm Instagram with a video, short form video component. We do it every Friday. It's called Fabulux Fridays. And this is something that Kenya implemented with me. Um, and it's become known as my Friday Diet Coke video. Like everybody knows I'm going to sit there. I'm going to have Diet Coke. We're going to have a conversation. It's a little two to three minute, maybe, maybe not even that long tidbit about something related to wedding planning. And it's so funny. I'll even have guests come up to me and go, oh, when my so-and-so said you were their planner, now I watch, you know, your Friday Diet Coke videos. Those are so great. You use short form video on TikTok in a different way, but it's, if not, it's more, more effective or speaks you speak to that well so tell me how you use you know TikTok in your everyday when we were um by the way i love your fabulous friday event or your fabulous <laughs> friday videos i think they're it's it's just cool to see you chilling in a park drinking a soda giving us a tip like that's it is that's it's just who be. i am and yeah. that's one of the things that kenya brought to me was be yourself don't try to be something you're not and my first videos are horrible one day i'll release them um, you know, bloopers, but like I'm sitting there and I'm not moving and I'm terrified and it's awful. And she's like, cut, 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 cut. Now it's like second nature. And I, I like doing the fabulous Fridays and we have a whole list and we'll shoot them. Um, and it is my Friday diet Coke video and I'm much more comfortable, but it took us a little bit of time to get comfortable with that. So how did you get comfortable in front of the camera? You were just like, screw it. I'm just going to do it. And whatever happens happens. Like how did it evolve for you? So during the pandemic, we, um, you and I met on clubhouse and there was a time when that was a super relevant platform, especially for like professionals in the industry. That's where we met and shared ideas and tips. And there was a photographer. How to survive. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There was a photographer in Australia who was telling us about TikTok. Like it's not just for dancing anymore. You got to get on there. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, well, if we're shut down and I'm thinking about how I want to like build my business back up after the pandemic, mm-hmm. I, I'm not out and about because none of us really are in the, mm-hmm. at that time. The only thing I can do is turn my camera on and record. I have all of this knowledge and information, like tip mm-hmm. to watch out for, timeline advice, how to book mm-hmm. your DJ. Why don't I just put it out there? And one through line through my marketing uh, skill set has always been Gary Vaynerchuk. And oh, yeah. Gary mm-hmm. V is always talking about you got to put out content, you got to turn your phone on, you just mm-hmm. share, share, yep. share, jab, jab, right hook, give the information out. Yep. And it took like me finally realizing 
they're not booking me because I know exactly when they need to buy their wedding dress during their engagement. They're booking mm-hmm. me because they like me. They, you know, relate to my style. They appreciate what I'm saying. So why not continue to just keep giving that information out for free and the clients will come. And I do think that's a barrier for a lot of people in our industry is they think, oh my gosh, well, if I give all my information out, why are people ever going to book me? And they're kind of... That was hard for me. Oh, it was? I don't know if it, that was... It was a little bit hard for me on when we started doing Fabulous Fridays. I was like, okay, but I'm not giving out information that isn't sort of floating around there elsewhere. I had to put my voice to it. But yeah, I mean... Your unique spin. There was your unique spin, your your unique voice, me with my, you know, Diet Coke can, whatever that was, I had to put my spin on it. But yes, I understand why people in the beginning would have a little bit of like, woo, if I'm giving away, you know, what is it if you give away the cow and milk, there's some analogy there anyway. Um, why buy the, what but, is it, why buy the... Why buy the milk when you can get the cow for free or is it something like that? Right. Some, there's an analogy like that. So there was some of that with me at first. And then when I started getting into the Fabulex Fridays, um, it, then I realized the value of it, but it, it did take a little bit of understanding how it all worked and how the mindset was for people on social media. And what's cool about your Fabulex Fridays is that you can, um, it, it, it's a it's a weekly series, you know, without a doubt, boom, you've got a piece of content ready to go on Fridays and it just check, check yep. the box and you can keep moving. Yeah. In fact, I'll be out and I'll be like, oh, Fabulous Friday must have just hit. Like, because I start getting likes oh, on my yeah, phone. Yeah. And it comes out at the same time every Friday and it's consistent. People know that it's going to come out around 12 every Friday. Like it's a lunchtime thing on Fridays. But you record and post all different times of the day, whatever you're doing, like, is there a specific formula you use or a plan or anything like that? I think I class, I would be classified as a low energy creator, meaning it's always a tip or a story from my desk when I'm thinking about it, or it's like a day in the life. Like if I'm going to a vendor meeting or a catering tasting, I show from like the time I left my house to the time the appointment was over. But mm-hmm. there's not really, I don't think through like how to structure the video and this or that. Now, what I do do is I take great care to like remove as many pauses as I can. I start mm-hmm. off with, with an engaging question or a hook to mm-hmm. go back to your beginning point. Kenya's right. You got two to four seconds. And if you ain't hit mm-hmm. by then, they're going to keep moving. But, Mm -hmm. but I, I approach the TikTok strategy much in the same way I approach wedding planning. And that is, I'm your resource. I'm your guy who's in the trenches, who's doing the work Mm -hmm. so that you can go on and live your life and focus on building a stronger relationship with your partner. And so Mm -hmm. I don't want to smoke and mirrors that any different in my content because then it would be disingenuous to who I am as a professional. And I think what I'm hearing is when you just said, I don't want to be any different to that in my content because that would be disingenuous is people appreciate authenticity. And here's the problem I have with this is people in our industry preach authenticity all the time, but the reality is most of that quote authentic stuff is still really staged. 
What you're saying is they're some of the most fake people you've ever encountered. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the attempts to look authentic tend to be staged in a lot of ways. So, for example, with Fabulix Fridays, at first I was like, oh, we can only shoot at certain locations with certain stores in the background or this, that, and the other things so that we look high end, right? So that's not the authentic me. Then it got to the point where it was like, okay, Kenya, what park are we going today? I have a cooler of Diet Cokes and waters. Let's see how many we can do. And like, just these are our topics and we're going to do them. And I'm going to be myself. Like I, my, my post on Fabulous Fridays about um, the recent Supreme Court decision was very much from my heart. And you saw that, right? It wasn't super curated. And so the more I get into people seeing me with my personality, where I mess up or where I, you know, this is how I talk all the time, or I'm holding my Diet Coke can, or Kenya's making me laugh, and we leave it in. That's authentic. Sitting in, you know, a carefully planned background, and um, only shooting in certain areas or whatever, that's curated. That's still not authentic. No matter what brand you're still, what your brand, um, what brand level you are, I'm not saying that right, what what market you work in. So I am in the luxury market, but my Fabulix Fridays are me sitting on a park bench on a Friday, right? Or whenever we shoot the yeah. video. So it's not necessarily that I'm sitting in front of Chanel shooting my videos because I want people to think that I'm this luxury planner. And that to me is still too thought out when you do it that way. Well, they, um, if you... People can see through that. Yes. And, and a lot of commentary from just run-of-the-mill content creators on platforms like TikTok will say that if you do that, you get penalized from the audience because they'll just swipe. They know from the jump that you made it too perfect looking. Like when I see creators get super involved in like making the movement captions pop and like the the word on the screen flow through, like people aren't trying to watch a Steven Spielberg movie when they're scrolling. They're just, they're mind numbing, like trying to either escape or they want to learn something. And so focus on yep. more on teaching them something and less on what, what the aesthetics of the video is going to be. Right. And that's what I had to give up because I had to be like, cause Kenya would be like, you're worrying too much about all the other stuff. Make your point. Do it in your normal personality. Don't try to be something you're not on camera. Do it in your normal personality and it will it will be more well received. And she was a thousand percent right on that. I'm um you're you're coming too. I'm speaking at uh the Central Florida Weddings Association Summit mm-hmm. next month, and we're talking about mm-hmm. Uh, different ways of storytelling to find your next client on short form video. And I Mm -hmm. really think that a lot of professionals misinterpret what storytelling is. Like Mm -hmm. it's not only, it's not only like, you know, let me tell you a story. It's also showing that day in the life or like you do the behind the scenes of wedding days. Mm -hmm. And I'm, yep. I'm curious if you could share a tip with a with the audience who maybe is like, okay, I've listened to Jen and Sean. I'm going to give it a go and I'm going to just try. I preach it mm-hmm. all the time, but I would love to hear your take on what's, what's a tip that would be useful. 
so for me, my, my tip is that, um, you do just have to go for it. You are going to suck in the beginning. Like you just are <laughs> like, you're gonna, you're not going to be comfortable. You're going to think, Oh, I look weird or my hair wasn't right or whatever. The reality is that, excuse me, the potential couple or the industry friend or whatever doesn't care if you have a hair out of place. They don't care if, you know, maybe if I'm shooting outside, my face is a little red from the sun or from the heat or whatever. I had to let all of those go. You have to just, because again, that's being authentic, right? You're being who you are. So you, my biggest tip though, is you're going to suck in the beginning. You will get better and just be consistent. Just keep trying it. Kenya pushed me, pushed me, pushed me to keep doing it. And now I'm like, okay, what day is Fabulous Friday photo shoot for this month, right? And I'm ready to roll. So know that it's not going to be comfortable in the beginning. It's not comfortable for everybody. And that's okay. And people want to see you grow and evolve with it. Let your community in to you like let them yes. let them grow with you let them let them celebrate your success right along with you when you finally start nailing it or when you finally yeah. could care less about the redness on your face or whatever people want yeah. to be connected to you and any time that you make it too polished or put up too many walls you people can't connect and relate and so they'll just keep scrolling right and they'll say you know they'll say to me Oh, you know, it was funny that your dog was in your background or whatever. He's so cute or whatever. That's okay. You know, it's okay. Um, or, or we've had videos, you know, behind the scenes where I've tripped over something or I've, you know, dropped something and they're like, oh, Jen's dropping things again. That's why we don't let her handle the escort cards. And we make it into, you know, whatever it is. But that's who we are. I, there's nothing wrong, no matter what caliber of weddings you do there's nothing wrong with letting people see who you are as a person because that's how you connect and they'll see to me oh you know what jen sucks at putting nice court cards in a straight line but then the next bts is is me going mandy i suck at putting you know escort cards in a straight line you'll do it she'll be like go do your thing i got this and then the next photo is of these beautiful escort cards right so they see how we work together too they're getting to know that us as a team, me as the face of the company, but also how, how we how we work with each other's strengths and weaknesses. That's just as important. And you're you're watching that and you're thinking, oh, I'm get, I'm gonna get married in a couple of months. I would love mm -hmm. that kind of vibe and energy on my wedding day. Like yeah. they look like they have fun at work. That's the kind right. of vendor team I want to build. Right, and that's. That's important too. We show us, we show us on our end of season dinners. We're out. We're having fun. We're being silly girls, and we're you know doing whatever. But it's also, you know, you see that we're such a great team, and that you do want to connect with them, and that we all do have our personalities. And when I say, oh, you might have seen on our social media, Kenya, I usually put her with the guys because you know she gets them on the bus on time. They're like, oh yeah, Kenya's funny. Blah blah blah. It's all part of your brand. Or I say, you know, Lara you know, used to be in musical theater and she can sew a dress on somebody and has had to sew somebody in their pants before. Like, and they're like, oh yeah, that's great. You know, but they can see who we are and what we delivered. I don't know a better, more effective way to really show how and what we do than using some, using your social media to the best advantage, whether it's TikTok like you, where you're like, 
y'all, did you just see the article about X, Y, and Z? Or did you see where with Taylor Swift, and I saw this the other night, you know, Taylor Swift couldn't even be a guest at a wedding. This, this, this stuff is bonkers, right? And you're just talking about things that are happening and people then know what your values are, what's important to you, what you would have done differently at that wedding, yep. right? Yeah. Where was the security team? Where was the planner, you know, making sure they back entrances to enter? Where was all of that that was happening, you know? And you took that as a teachable moment. Yep, not not necessarily attacking the the deranged people that descended on yeah. that poor couple's rehearsal dinner, but more along the lines of that wouldn't have happened if that event was actually planned well. And that was my right. that was my moment on that. And I, when you said to be authentic and stuff, I remember earlier this summer when my teeth were cracked. And I, I tried, you know, I had some batched already, thank goodness. But like, then I tried wearing a mask and I didn't like that. And so finally I was like, I already explained to the community what I was going through. They know that I'm going right. to have a field goal in between my two front teeth. Why not just show it, get my point yeah. across, and then hopefully it's going to get fixed soon. And then I'll be back to normal. And it's just so freeing when you look at it through that lens, because so free. I want, I want to actually get to know these people. Like there is a, right. I get excited when, when my social media friends are getting married, regardless if they hire me or not, I'm invested yep. in their story just as I hope that they're invested in mine. Right. And in today's world where everything is so, um, overproduced, and even reality TV isn't reality. It's overproduced. And everybody feels like everything has to be perfect all the time. The reality is that it's not. And so when you can show, oops, made a mistake over there, but this is how we're going to correct it. Or, oops, you know, um, they played the wrong song when the bride went down the aisle, but this is what we did to, you know, make it into a funny or whatever you can do. Real life happens, yeah. right? You can't sell people on perfection because it doesn't exist. I mean, true perfection doesn't exist in anything. We can strive for that all we want. We can strive for that that event. But if you don't walk away from any of your events going, oh, we could have done this or that better, and showing that you're human, people relate to that. You know, I will say, um, we in some of our Fabulix Fridays, I'll say, we've learned from past events this is a better way to uh, to do this. Oh, we learned at, a, at an event recently that if you're going to be at this venue, remember to build in this time. There's nothing wrong with saying that. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with saying, like when you're out there and you're saying, you know, um, the Taylor Swift thing, or when you're saying things like, you know, this is the order people walk down the aisle. None of that is not, isn't information that they can't find right. somewhere. Right. You're sharing it in your voice. Yep. And that's where people connect. And I think the other side of that as we wrap up is no one's going to sell yourself. No one's going to sell you but you. And you Correct. have to shout from the rooftops and let people know who you are, what you do, why you're good at it, mm -hmm. what you don't want to mm -hmm. do. And mm -hmm. Social media and short form video is such an easy 
low barrier of entry way to do it. It takes minimal mm-hmm. resources. Again, me and you text all the time about, can you believe they did it this way or whatever? Yes. Right, right, right. But in, in order to just- But we're talking about basics. Yes, yes. Make sure your screen is clean. Make sure like you don't have dirty laundry in the background. I'm talking about basics, yes. right? Like, yes. <laughs> it's simple things like that. Or make sure you know you, you don't have some weird sign sticking out of your head. I mean, basic things like that. But the rest of it shouldn't be overly curated. So just turn your phone on, hit record, and start letting, start letting us- join the journey of your business let us know you yeah and then you never know who who where if we connect on social media and i write to you and i say oh i watched your most recent instagram live or your TikTok when i was scrolling the other night i would love to work together how what a compliment that is and and it makes it all worthwhile if if right thank goodness i'm putting out content and people are now referencing it, that shows a return on investment that was worth it. Or when a couple sends you a picture, oh, I love this inspiration, and it's a wedding they got off of your Instagram. Yeah, It's not something they found elsewhere. They're like, I love this, how can we make it fit us, right? And it's, it's something you produced, but they're seeing it on your, on your Instagram or wherever, your feed. So, you know, that's when you realize it's all making sense. It all starts to click. It does. And it's not going to happen overnight. That's the other thing. You can't expect it to happen day one. Oh, I put out a TikTok, so now 100 people are going to book me. Oh, yeah. That's not how it works. You have to keep your expectations realistic as well. Realistic expectations, a genuine connection, and your voice (laughs) is all that you need to start showing up consistently on social media. And I implore any wedding professional that's listening to this to get started today. And mm-hmm. as always, reach out to Jennifer and I if you have a question yep. or want us to look at something or want an idea for mm-hmm. how to just do it. Yep. That's what we're here for. That's why this podcast exists is to give resources and help not only to uh, nearly weds planning their wedding, but also our colleagues who may just be stuck. I was Full transparency, I was in a stuck mindset when I met Jennifer. Like that, we bonded mm-hmm. and became friends and were able to lift each other up and out of situations that we were in. And I never would have done short form video without Sean and then Kenya pushing me to do it. And though my approach is different, we do have a short, we have a video that comes out every Friday and it works for us. So you have to find what, find that. And you do need, friends or colleagues or people to sort of push you out of your comfort zone. Um, And you'll be amazed at then what becomes comfortable. Couldn't have said it better myself as usual. And that's why we're friends. (laughs) Well, I hope you all have a great week and join us next week on two planners and a podcast. Bye everybody. Bye everybody.